Okay. Today's daf is daf number 23. Yesterday was 22. We're going to do a review of yesterday's daf. Get to today's. And um, we Hi. will... Rabbi? Yes. Can we start it? Can we start it today? The Jewish month and Yerba Red Bahuch, Ben Yudalei Ve'Emi, please. Yes, absolutely. Let's have in mind Lili Nishmas Daniel Bernard Baruch Ben Yudalei Ve'Emi. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, is it the yard site? The yard site is today. The yard site is today. Wow. That's the one sitting in. Oh yeah, that's the. Oh wow, okay, that's the room we're sitting in. Absolutely right. Okay, so definitely, it's always having a minzin because we're in the room. When we're in the room, it's having a mind. Okay, but especially on his yard site. Okay, let's get started. So, we're starting at the Gemara at the bottom of the page on Davchov Aleph Amud Beis, and the Shaila is. We talked about in the Mishnah. Three, um, three stringencies that Rabbi Gamliel's family were machmir like um, Rabbi uh, like, like Beishamai over Beishila. Okay. So what were those three? So, so, uh, so the Gemara is saying, what's the scenario over here about not allowing Hatmana of the Chamin on Yom Tif for from the outside on Yom Tif, starting that man on Yom Tif for Shabbos. So, what's the deal? In other words, man of Shach. If we're talking about where the, you did the Erev Tavshilin, so why would Beishamai have a problem with it? And if you didn't do the Erev Tavshilin, why would Beishilel say it's okay? So, Ravuna says, we're talking about over here, you did not do the Erev Tavshilin, and there's a major special dispensation, which is Kidei Chayim, that what you're allowed to do is just enough to squeak by to manage that you should have what to eat on Shabbos. Even though you didn't do Erev Tavshilin, we're not going to punish you so much that you don't get to eat on Shabbos. So basic, basic minimum foods you are allowed to do. And this is Rav Huna L'shitasai. Rav Huna says if you didn't do Erev Tavshilin, you can have one thing of bread, Kedera Achas, one pot of food, and uh, one candle, and that's that. Okay, basic minimum Shabbos. This is after you relied on the rabbi for one, one... Oh, I don't know. It didn't talk about relying on the rabbi. But you're, you're, you're living by yourself. There is no rabbi, okay? Forget the rabbi, okay? Forget the rabbi. Right. Um, so you're, 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 you're all on your own. You're in, you know, I don't know. You went on vacation somewhere. There is no rabbi. You're all alone. So that's the, this, is, this is what you're allowed to do on that Yom Tif. Um, uh, in the name of Reb Tzadik, we said that, okay, one little piece of fish also, okay? You gotta, you know what I mean? Yeah, not, not bare, bare minimum. So, there you go. Um, you know, how could you have a Shabbos without some fish? I mean, I don't know, understand. <laughs> That's Reb Yitzchak's argument. It makes sense, it makes sense. Okay, uh, the Brysa also says the same idea, that if you didn't do an Erev Tavshilin, you can bake one loaf of bread, it's interesting. No lacha mishnah business. Okay, one loaf of bread, kadeira achas. I guess a pot of chalent, a candle for light so you could see, and a kitan. Okay, a little a little thing of hot water. You could have it, a coffee, tea, whatever it is. Okay, and uh, also some say also the fish. 
Okay, that's one answer. Rabbi says we're talking about over here where he did the the erev tavshilin, not not where he did not do the erev tavshilin. He did an erev tavshilin. I will ask if he did an erev tavshilin. Why would it be shami? It's a problem because he says hatmana is worse than any of the other activities because hatmana is muhach that it's for Shabbos. Every other thing that you're doing may be for Yom Tov, may be for Shabbos. But Dhatmana, there is no explanation why am I wrapping this up to stay warm, for, obviously, for I need it for tomorrow, for, tomorrow, for Shabbos. Now, so, bottom line is, it's Muchach, and that's why, that it's, since it's clear cut that it's for Shabbos, so the Erev Tavshilim doesn't work for something that is 100% for Shabbos. That's the Shita of Rava. By yes on that, says uh, we brought down Hananiah said the name of Bishamai that uh, you can't bake unless you did in your Erev some bread. Okay, you can't cook unless you did in your Erev some Tavshilin. And you can't do Atmana unless you did Atmana from Erev Yamtif. Sounds like that if you did um, have the Atmana from Erev Yamtif, then you could. <laughs> even though it's muhaf, so you see that that's not true. Simply, simply put, it's not true. Even though it's uh, clearly adaited the Shabbos, if I did hatmana from erev, from erev yamtav, I'm good. I'm good to go in that. So Abai says that the pshat over here is is that you did an erev first, but one of the things, but not for the other thing, and that's the point. You never did an erev for hatmana, so then that then you're not going to be allowed to do hatmana. It's Hanania's understanding in beishamai, and that's the idea. Now it's interesting, even though we don't hold like beishamai ora, uh, we hold like beisilo. But the custom already has been for generations that we always have a baked item and a cooked item every uh, every erev tavshilin, a matzah and an egg, hard boiled egg. What's the topic? Erev tavshilin. Okay, or at least that part of erev tavshilin. Now we're moving on to the next topic. So, new topic. Okay, we mentioned the mission. Another chumrah of the family of Rabbi Gamliel is that they stand up the menorah. Not to stand up the menorah. Machmir like Beishamai, not to stand up the menorah. What's wrong with standing up a menorah? It's like fell on the floor, picking up a menorah. You need a menorah for lights on, on Yom Tif. So the answer is, is that we're talking about a menorah that fell apart. And you basically, the pieces stick into each other, you know, like, um, and that's the problem. Okay, and it looks like you're building. And Beishamai is Machmir, that there's Binyan even by Kalim. Okay? You know, when you interlock the pieces to make it you know, stand, that's a problem. According to Beis Hillel, since it's, it's, it's a keli, it's a utensil, there's no such thing as binyan bekelim and stira bekelim. Ula came to the house of Rav Yudha and, uh, and the helper of Rav Yudha was tilting the, the, the lamp so as um, to, and uh, basically Rav Yudha asked Ula, it's like, I don't understand, um, um, when you put oil in a candle, that's, that's like you're being mavir on Yom Tov, or Shabbos. If you help yourself to some of the oil, it's like you're mechava, because you're lowering, because it's going to go out sooner. So certainly to tilt it would be prohibited. So he says, he didn't do it with my, with my direction. This, my Shabbos did on its own, so I can, you know, can be responsible for what he did. Um, next we saw is um, that uh, Rav said that that uh, that uh, to 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 make the wick um, is uh, is permissible on Yom Tif. I think that's what Kantal means. To it's limchot. Rashi says to 
pull the head of the wick that became uh, burnt um, to, so it should light better. Okay, next we talked about is Abba Bamarta Estabaya question. What about putting out a candle in order to have a dark room for relations on Yomtif? Is that allowed? Because the halacha is you're not supposed to have a lit up room. So you have, so I want to shut the light. This is before they invented the Shabbos lamp. Okay, before they invented that. Okay, yeah. What? It seems that uh, we're not have, allowed to have relations during the day. Well, that's what it seems, but it's not. It's not. Uh, it's not like an outright halacha. It's like a. It's not. It's 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 more appropriate to be in the dark. In all all things being considered, there are exceptional circumstances when it's okay. Even in the day, you cover yourself, but it's not supposed to be in the in the in the light. It's supposed to be dark, a darkened room, something. Okay, so yeah, there is a concept like that. So, um, so the Gemara is okay. So he kept pushing him off. He says, "Do it in another house, another room that's dark. I don't have another room. Do it with a mechitza. Make a separation between the light. I don't have a mechitza. Um, cover it with something. I don't have what to cover it with." So he says, "Well, if you don't have anything to be able to do that, you're not allowed to put out. No matter. Bottom line is, you're not allowed to put out a candle on Yom Tif. Period. Okay. So the Gemara says." I we have a question because it says that you're not allowed to be mechaba, uh, the the piece of wood, um, because you want to spare the wood because otherwise the wood's going to waste. Um, but if it's so that it doesn't, uh, smoke up the house, or if it's so the that it shouldn't burn, you know, smoke up the food. So then you are allowed because it's for food that you're putting it out for the food. You understand? So the Gemara says that's going like Rebuda. Um, who, um, but I'm going like the Rabbanon. In other words, there's a basic, basic, important machlokas between Rabbanon and the Rabbanon. What is allowed for Ochel Nefesh? According to, um, uh, according to Rabbanon, anything that's for Ochel Nefesh is allowed. Even, even Machshire Ochel Nefesh, what's helping me in my Ochel Nefesh is also part of what is permissible on Yom Tov. Um, and according to the Chachamim, Ochal Nefesh is limited to what's actually making it Ochal Nefesh, not an ancillary component of it. Very important principle. So we're going like the rabbis, that's like Rav Yudah, that's the difference. Bayes, Rabbi, question, what about putting out the candle? What about putting out a fire on Yom Tif? So if there's Sakana Nefeshes, of course, you're allowed to save lives on, you know, of course, you have to. Shaila is, is that there is, um, and that's even allowed on Shabbos. We're talking about over here, um, it's on Yom Tov, and it's only a matter of monetary loss. If I don't put out the fire, it's going to lead to a monetary loss. No lives are at risk over here. It's not going to catch to anybody else. There's no people in the, in the vicinity. It's just a matter of, I'm losing all my valuables. Am I allowed to put out such a fire? So he says, no, you're not allowed to. So he says, I, but, but if, I'm not, if I'm allowed to put out a fire so that my house doesn't smoke up, um, I'm allowed to put out, uh, you know, so my pot doesn't get the smoke. Is this like, shouldn't that apply over here as well? So he says, that's Rabbi Huda's opinion. We're going in the rabbi's opinion. And that's the difference. Rav Ashi has what about putting this, I don't know what, can you figure out what this is? This blue that they put on the eye. 
it's called. Do you have any clue what this is? It's like it does help. Dyes in the eye to detect damage to the eye. We use a, a blue filter to highlight yeah. that uh, fluorescein. But no, it doesn't sound like that. It sounds like it's to protect the eye from, like you know, like the, you know, how uh, people are very sensitive to light. They put or uh, something. They put the yeah. black over there, like it helps well, for the glare or athletes, something. Right, when they do athletes do so. Maybe that's what it's related to. I don't know. But anyway, it also was apparently. Stop the gook from coming out, or whatever it is. It helped. You know, it had some medicinal properties, and whatever they made it out of. Yeah. Anyway, can you do this on Yom Tov? If there's major danger, there's the, the eye is 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 is, uh, is discharging. Um, there's blood coming out of the eyes. This teary eyes or some fever, uh, related to the beginning of a of a illness. So then that's allowed even on Shabbos. The Shaili is. What about where it's the end? It's just a it's a minor. It's a minor ailment. Clearly not that serious. What is that allowed or not? And the answer is also. Ah, uh, didn't we show that this source is that it's motor that it should be allowed? So the answer is is that that's in Rabbi Huda's opinion, not in the rabbi's opinion. Amemar uh, did allow getting this um, eye treatment from a gentile on Shabbos. And um, he, he himself did it, supposedly, from a Gentile on Shabbos. And Rav Ashi said to Amemar, why would you be allowed to do this? Didn't Rav Ula, Breder of Eli, uh, say that uh, you can have it done by a Gentile, um, but that's only when you're not helping out. But you are, you know, in this, you have to open your eyes. Okay, now open your eyes, now shut your eyes. You're assisting the, him to do it. So it's as if you're doing it as well. So he says that Rav asked the same question to me, and I have a good answer. Rav Zvid, I'm sorry, asked the same question, and the answer I gave is that Misayeya is not significant. It's not really doing anything. It's not a major help, and therefore it doesn't fall under that problem. Memar um, uh, also permitted getting this treatment on the second day of Rosh Hashanah. So Ravashi said to Memar, uh, we only find that that's a hetar of second day Rosh Hashanah for burying the dead. We never applied it to any other leniency. The egg is usher on the second day of Rosh Hashanah. We treat it as a yom aricht, as one long day of, of yom tif. Um So he says, you're right, but I hold like Nardai who matters even the egg. And uh, the reason is, is because the chashash of that the second day is really Rosh Hashanah is, very, is, 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 is nil, because since the time of Ezra um, and onwards, we never have an Elul that's Uber. So the answer is you don't kind of worry about it. Took us to the next residency that the family of Rabbi Gamil were Machmer in, and that is not to bake pitin bread that is gritin, rather rikikin. So what does that actually mean? Okay, so Beishame says that uh, you're not allowed to bake a pas ava, a fat bread. Okay, we'll see what that means um, on Pesach. And Beis Hillel says you can. So how fat is fat? So Rav Huna says it's a fat like a tefach. That's how thick it is. It's amazing. You can bake matzah as thick as a tefach, and it's still halachically matzah. Okay? Um, I don't know. Don't ask me how it's done. Okay? Uh, it's going to be quite dense. Okay? Um, 
Um, and he says, because you find Lechem HaPanam was a Tefach. So Rav Yosef says, uh, that's the only by, if they said so by his reason, they're going to say it by people who are not Zaris. If they said it by, by, uh, um, by bread that was properly worked, they're going to say it by bread that wasn't properly worked. They used dry wood, they baked it with a very strong hot fire, not wet wood. They used a heated oven, not a cold oven, uh, an oven of metal, not an oven of earthenware. So you have everything going to make sure that nothing is going to be able to become comments. It's very, uh, very, very different than what you're talking about. So Rabbi Yermia Barabbas says, I asked the Rebbe specifically, um, meaning Rav, my Rebbe, who's Rav, uh, what does Pas Ava mean? It really just means Pas Maruba, baking an, 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 an inordinate amount of bread, more than you actually need for Yom Tev. So um, Rav Yermia Barabbas said the name of Rav, I asked, um, that's uh, that's that that it was Rav who said I asked Re- my Rebbe who's Rebuda Nasi that Pasava means Pasmeruba and they call it Pasava because it's very a lot of kneading okay so it's a thick thing of dough because you're baking you know a huge a huge amount or that's just the word they use for Pasmeruba and uh, so the Gemara says what the issue are you doing a tircha that's unnecessary. So why is there, why do you single out Pesach? It should be every yont of the same issue. Um, so um, so the Gemara says you're right, and we're just talking about Pesach because we were on the topic of Pesach, um, and that's what Beishamai says. You know, from Pasmruba on any yont of Beisel is matir. Rab Gamliel's family were actually machmir like Beishamai in, in that case. Now, the. Um, Rabbi Gamliel's family were not only stringent in those three areas, they also had three leniencies as well. And that's the next Mishnah, where they swept their house on uh, the room where they would uh, eat their meals. Um, and uh, the rabbis did not allow that. They also used incense on Yom Tif, And they also made a, uh, a, calf, uh, a goat that was wrapped in such a way that you the same way as a carbon Pesach, on the Pesach, the Chum said all those three things are prohibited. So Ravasi says this is only, that they're only arguing whether you're allowed to actually um, 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 use the incense to make the clothes smell good. That's what they used to do, is they would um, use incense on the clothes to make it you know, smell better. But if you just want to use incense for smelling directly, that would be good according to everybody. Um, it's only using, infusing the clothes with the scent is, is, um, is an issue. Um, problem with that is, it talked about, um, we saw that you're not allowed to sweep the base of meat doesn't yom tov, and in the house of Ram Gomil did, and Reb Leezer says, many times I was there with my father, um, and uh, we went to the house of Ram Gomil, and they weren't really sweeping. What they did was, they swept it Erev Yom Tif. They spread sheets so that it wouldn't get dirty afterwards. The next morning when the guests would show up, they would remove the sheets from the ground and it had a perfectly smooth floor. So it looked like they swept, but it really wasn't swept, wasn't swept on Yom Tif. And he says if that's what they're doing, that would be allowed on Shabbos as well because you're not really doing anything on Yom Tif, on the day itself. Um, and they also said that they wouldn't actually put uh, we said that they can't put incense on Yom Tif, but Be'azavar and Gomil did. And Reb Lezavar Tzadik says, that's actually you know, what, not what they did. I was there in Be'azavar and Gomil. It was done from Erev Yom Tif, 
and they and they locked the smoke and incense into this chamber, and they closed, stopped up all the exits of the smoke, and then they opened it up on uh, on yum on yamtif, and it would smell delicious because the that's when the smell they would allow the smell to dissipate. So he said something like that would be allowed to be done on Shabbos as well. Um, so you see that the whole issue is regarding scenting the house, not about clothing. Okay, so that's a raya against that story, the first version. So the Gemara says, you're right. The machlok is it's only when you want to use it to scent the house. But to do it on the clothes, that everybody would agree, even the house of Rav Gamliel would not allow that. And that's the story. We left off with the last question of what about smoking on smoking your food, on uh, infusing it with like uh, incense smell on your food, on your fruit. So they would have like, let's say, cloves, and they would burn the cloves on the cold, on the cloves, and it would instill an aroma into the food. Are you allowed to do that on Yom Tov? That's the question. So Rabbi Yirmiya Barabbas, and then Rabbi Tzasar, Shmuel says it's mutter, and Rav Huna says it's Tzasar because you're putting out the, because the, when you touch it to the coals, it puts out the coals for a little bit. Um, and Rav Nachman says, why not say, because it's burning. <laughs> so he says, it starts off the first melacha that you're doing that's not allowed, it's mechaba. Afterwards, it comes to mafia. Rabbi Yudah says, and this is where we left off, that if it's on top of the coals, then it's actually forbidden. Um, on, um, and on, on top of klicheres, on top of um, earthenware is mutter. Um, because there you don't have either. It's not mechaba because the earthenware is not really being put out. You heat, in other words, if you heat up earthenware till it's like red hot, and then you put the incense on it, it's going to burn the ins- it's going to burn the incense, but it's not going to put out the the, the piece of cheres. It's not that type of material that gets put out, and it's also even though it's mavir, but it's ali deshinoi, and therefore it would be allowed, and. Uh, Rabbi says even on the earthenware would be prohibited because you are creating something new, making a creating a smell, and that's prohibited to do. It's like a new thing, and it's like a malacha, and that is where we left off yesterday, and we'll take it in today's daf one.